If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey wrestling fan, this is a new wrestling podcast coming to you live from New York City. Uh, my name is Ultimate One and this is the Ultimate One Wrestling Report and today will be the first episode of my report. I will be bringing you all the news that's been going on in professional wrestling today um, from WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Again, my name is Ultimate One. I have 45 years experience in the wrestling business. I go back to the Bruno San Martino days, to the Hulk Hogan's, to the Ric Flair's, to the Four Horsemen, to the NWO days, to the Attitude Era. I've been through all of it. Um, I will be bringing you all types of report, all my opinions on the stuff that's going behind the scene, and what I see on TV and on pay-per-views. Um, I probably will give you even reviews from um, events that I'll be going in person. Um, But today, um, this podcast will be mainly focused on the shows that happened this past weekend um, with New Japan Pro Wrestling Southern Showdown, uh, the Ring of Honor Best in the World, AEW Fighter Fest, and things that are going on in WWE. And um, once again, this is the Ultimate One Wrestling Report. before I continue, I just want to let you fans know, I do have a um, YouTube channel called Ultimate One Wrestling News that's been going on for the last five weeks. You can check the five episodes in, in my YouTube channel. Um, you can subscribe to my channel. I will bring every week a new video giving you all the latest stuff that's going on in professional wrestling. I also have my Facebook page called Ultimate One wrestling news where you'll see all my posting and same thing with instagram ultimate one wrestling news and instagram same thing in twitter um you can reach me in all these platforms if you feel like you need to comment give your feedback maybe you don't have to agree with me with some of the stuff that i may say but that's what we are here to agree and disagree you know for the wrestling fans out there so first of all let me start off with what happened today the the sad news that came in from Mexico on um, Pedro Aguayo who was a wrestler from AAA wrestling uh, a former CMML champion in the past a former WWE lightweight champions um, when WWE had the lightweight title in in Japan when they had a working relationship um, back in the 80s before McMahon took over in 82 but they kept defending those belts defending that belt until 1997 when the WWE decided to take it out of the area well he passed away today at the age of 71 as most of you know Pedro Aguayo Jr. his son died about in 2015 in a match where Rey Mysterio Jr. was wrestling him and he did the 619 on his uh, Pedro Aguayo Jr. and he was dead in the rows when he hit him with the 619 well now today 
uh sadly the um the father passed away at the age of 71. Um, I first saw Pedro Aguayo Jr. at Worlds Collide back in 1994 when WCW uh, did a joint pay-per-view with AAA where uh, Pedro Aguayo wrestled Conan in a steel cage match. That was a great match. I remember that vividly. So once again, um, my condolences to the family, to Pedro Aguayo. Um, I know it's been very difficult the last four years. First the son, now the father. Um, my regards to the family now let's get back let's get back to the real reason why we here in this wrestling podcast and it's to talk about wrestling first of all the first thing i want to talk about is the best in the world that happened on friday night the card was eh, it was average it wasn't it wasn't anything that i could say that um that blew my mind off i think the only thing that really caught me by surprise was the um um Flip Gorton becoming a fourth member of Villain Enterprise. So that was very shocking. I expect him to be part of the um, Villain Enterprise. Um, apparently, um, uh, Lifeblood was trying to get him, Flip Gorton, to be part of that group. As you all know that um, Juice Robinson was the leader of the Lifeblood. But apparently, a couple of weeks ago, Juice Robinson decided he did not want to work with Ring of Honor anymore. Um, and a lot of New Japan wrestlers don't want to work with Ring of Honor. I, they feel that the, the, the promotion is not doing anything to grow and is hurting some of these guys, uh, I believe, the, the stocks. So as far as wrestlers, as, as we know. Uh, well, Flip Gordon betrayed uh, um, the lifeblood after um, Bully Ray and couple other guys I've never seen before came in, jumped in, Bandito, uh, Haskin, um, Williams, and Flip Gordon came to the rescue. All of a sudden, the lights went out. Um, before the lights went out, Marty Scrawl came out and introduced Flip Gordon as the fourth member. The lights went out uh, during that whole uh, section. Um, and when the lights came back up, Flip Gordon um, super kicked Bandito. And and uh, beat him. Um, also, one match that I was looking forward to was the Cole Cabana and uh, Nick Aldis against the Briscoe. Apparently, Cole Cabana got hurt and wasn't able to team up with Nick Aldis. And out of nowhere, uh, Eli Drake shows up as a member of not Ring of Honor roster, but the NWA roster. So Eli Drake signed with NWA. So now it looks like he is going to be wrestling with uh, NWA and, and he teamed up with Aldis and during the match um, um, James, um, James Storm was com- doing commentating with um, with uh, Cole Cabana and uh, Iga Cabani whatever his name is and um, Eli spit at that James Storm they ended up rest- uh, fighting in the aisle ended up in the back the Briscoes went ended up um, jumping Nick Aldis and left him late um, as far as I'm concerned, um, the title match with the with Jeff Cobbs and um, and Matt Taven, I don't know what's going on with Ring of Honor, but they made um, Jeff Cobb look real, real weak. Jeff Cobb, as you well know, he was undefeated, even though he lost his Ring of Honor TV title um, to um, Shane Taylor, which he didn't get pinned. It was a full way at the best in the world and he didn't get pinned which to me I said okay that's great you 
It made him lose the belt, but Junior let him pin, which still made him a strong baby face and a, a guy who will go after Matt Taven's belt. Um, apparently, this past weekend, Matt Taven wrestled Jeff Cobb. The match was 10 minutes long. I don't know what happened. I don't know why it was 10 minutes long, but pretty much they buried Jeff Cobb. Don't know why. Now, all of a sudden, they had the taping the next night, and supposedly, um, Cole Cabana, um, went into the ring while James Storm bait him into the ring. James Storm, uh, attacked Cole Cabana, ended up, they ended up, I think, having a wrestling match, and James Storm is now the new NWA national champion, and Cabana is no longer, is the champion, and, uh, for the NWA belt. So, with that being said, also in that taping, it looks like um, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, Alex Shelley, showed up at the taping. Alex Shelley, as you well know, retired two years ago, and he did not, you know, he did not show up in no promotion, whatever. He just decided to retire, and then he showed up this past weekend to challenge Matt Haven for the Ring of Honor World Title. I don't know why. Is Alex Shelley back? But it goes to show you the Ring of Honor is suffering big time. Um, as you well know, the Gorillas of Destiny are still the Ring of Honor World Champions. They don't care about those belts. You can tell. They, they do not care about those belts. I could see them losing those straps at Mahan Mayhem on July 21st at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. And um, I was going to go see it live, but after what I saw on, on Best in the World... Uh, I don't think I'd want to go and buy a ticket and will watch that. Um, even though I, I, I like, I would love to support any wrestling promotion, but right now, Ring of Honor right now is just, I don't know what they're up to. The best in the world um, event, there was a lot of seats empty. They are suffering big time. Ever since AEW came into the scene, um, a lot of people are just not wanting to see Ring of Honor. They don't have anybody that attracts a crowd anymore. So that's, that's very... That's something to be concerned about. So now we go to Southern Showdown. Southern Showdown, which was um, promoted by New Japan Pro Wrestling. That event, I saw some of it, not all of it. Um, the um, uh, Fatasmo and uh, Rocky Remember match. That was a great match. Oh my God! This is how. This is where I say to myself, why New Japan is not pushing Rocky Romero the way. They're supposed to. Rocky Romero, even though he's been in the business for fights almost 20 years, 15 years, whatever it's been, he's not um, being pushed. Um, he the, uh, the IWGP Junior belt is not being around his waist at one point. I know he's been multiple time IWGP Tag Team Junior Champion with multiple t- um, um, partners, but my question is why? Why he hasn't been pushed? He did a he had a great match with El Fantasmo at the Super Juniors where he pinned El Fantasmo. Then El Fantasmo ended up in a sudden showdown putting his Cruiserweight Rep Pro title on the line. And that was a great match even though El Fantasmo ended up retaining the belt. But it was a great match. It was a great match. I, I couldn't believe it. But then we go to right after the match of Gorilla Destiny defended the IWGP Championship against... Um, uh, Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson. That match was pretty good. It, it was back and forth, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was. Uh, Gorilla's Destinies ended up um, retaining the belts on that. And right after that was the Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagle match. Uh, let me tell you something. Um, to me, that was match of the week. 
Robbie Eagle versus Will Osprey. That match was incredible. These guys had a lot of high flying spots, um, a lot of a lot of bumps, which I mean, I was like amazed. Um, so it was a crazy match. Will Osprey ended up beating him, but it, Robbie Eagle showed that he belongs in New Japan. And unfortunately, for a lot of Bullet Club fans, uh, the following night they had a six-man tag, which was Hiroshi Tanahashi, Okada, and um, Will Osprey ended up te- um, teaming up together, and they wrestled against uh, Bad Luck Fale, Jay White, and Robbie Eagle. At the end of the match, uh, Okada, Osprey, and Tanahashi ended up winning. Jay White decided to attack uh, Tanahashi and decided that he wanted to pull a hurting on on him and asked uh, Robbie Eagle to hit him with a with a chair. Robbie Eagle in return super kicked Jay White. So now it looks like Robbie Eagle is no longer a Bullet Club member, but instead he joined Chaos. So that's going to be very interesting. But we all know that Robbie Eagle is going to get his, you know. So. That's going to be a very, very, um, very informative, uh, a very good match. Um, or actually a good storyline because now we're going to see what's going to happen to him, who he's going to go after um, in the Bullet Club, or the Bullet Club is going to send Fantasma or Bone Soldier after him, or they're going to attack him somewhere in the G1 Climax is coming up now starting this weekend. So we, we will not know until, until it happens. AEW Fighter Fest, that, uh, the, that event was pretty good before the pre-show. The pre-show pretty much sucked, um, with the exception of the three-way tag team with uh, Private Party, uh, SCU, and the Best Friends. That match should have been put in the main in the main show, not in the pre-show. The SEMA versus Christopher Dennis should have been put in the pre-show. Um, but overall, the, the the show itself was. I give it a seven and a half. Uh, the um, the Cody Rhodes chest shot. That was, oh my God. He got hit so hard with that chest shot. Even though it was gimmick, uh, uh, Sean Spears hit him wrong. Instead of hitting him flat on his head, he came down kind of hard, caught him in the edge, and busted him open, as you all, all, all you wrestling fans saw this weekend. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people on Twitter, especially um, other podcasters, are saying, oh, the, the fans are gotten soft. Because of the CTE situation, all oh, wrestling fans. No, first of all, the the chair shots in the head should not be in the business anymore. You see what happened to Mick Foley. You see what happened to to a lot of other wrestlers. These chair shots to the head are no good. I say stop it and let's stop that. And no 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 need for all that. Um, the overall, like I said, the rest of the show was pretty good. The John Moxley and Joey Janela was sick. When I tell you it was sick, it was sick. Uh, these guys. Threw everything on each other except the kitchen sink. Uh, the part where uh, Mogsley uh, picked up uh, Joey Janela and gave him a, 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 a uh, I think it was a, a, a electric chair, whatever they call that a move, and he Joey Janela ended up stepping on thumbtacks with his with his bare feet. It was sick. I mean, yeah, he had. Thumbtack stuck in his feet. You see the blood gushing out of his feet. It was just sick. But at the end of the day, um, uh, John Moxley won that match. Afterwards, Kenny Omega ended up attacking him, setting up their match for All Out, which is good because now it'll continue um, 
which I doubt he'll be in uh, Fight for the Fallen because he'll be in, in, in Japan for the G1 Climax. So that, that um, you should be able to see him at the G1 Climax. You will not see him at the uh, Fight for the Fallen because he will not be in the United States. So that's pretty much uh, pretty much a review of the three top shows. Um, in other news, um, WWE is pretty much interested in getting LAX. Now, if LAX is smart, they will not go to WWE because WWE doesn't care about the tag team division. So LAX, most likely, I think their contract is up this summer and TNA is not going to sign them because they do not have the money to pay them and LAX will not sign with TNA back again or Impact, whatever you want to call them. Most likely, I see them going to AEW, where the tag team scene is way better, and they concentrate on tag team division, and that's going to be uh, something that we should be able to look forward to. So, also, my uh, Maria Canellis is pregnant. So, um, and also uh, the fact that they used her this week in Raw and used her as someone who will make Mike Canellis look like a fool, pretty much Maria Canellis bitch. Um, pretty much that's what happened. I mean, they, they, they kind of punished Mike Bennett because after the 205, um, they said he walked away from the, the, the show because he got pinned. Um, so, um, so he ended up going to the main roster now and now in the main roster, they made a fool out of him. He gave up to, uh, to Becky Lynch this week on the closed arm bar or whatever she calls it. And he gave up, um. And now Maria Canellas is pregnant and McMahon is pissed off because they say, why you didn't tell us before you signed the five-year deal? So now, put it this way, Michael Canellas was bitching and moaning for months, almost a year, about him not getting no, no TV time, no wrestling time, no nothing. And he goes inside a five-year deal. I don't understand it. So now you're going to be stuck there and now you're, you're done. You're, you're not going to be able to get out of that contract unless they fire you and they're not firing anybody because they're scared you're going to end up going to AEW. The AEW effect is going on in WWE and they're not letting anybody know. Go. So, you know what? It, it's, it's sad, but you could have had a chance. Just leave. Go back to Ring of Honor. Form the kingdom with Matt Taven or be part of the new kingdom that he had. It, it would have been different. Then you could have chose, well, okay, I'm here in Ring of Honor. Sign up one year, do whatever. Then you go to AEW. No, but you chose to sign a five-year deal and then afterwards complain about it, which is ridiculous. It's crazy. Also, um, it looks like uh, the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, signed a new deal with WWE, but it's not confirmed. Pro Wrestling Unlimited is saying that they signed a new deal, but it's not confirmed yet. And that is why AJ Styles turned heel this past Monday when they attacked Ricochet. And I mean, we saw that coming because they, um, the last two weeks, um, AJ has been calling out the Good Brothers about them not winning matches. So they waited three years for them to do this now to bring the club back, you know. Um, and don't be surprised to add Finn Balor into it, which I mean, it would be great because now with Paul Heyman in there, could make something happen, make things pop in WWE because it's been garbage for the past two, two and a half years. I mean, this Monday the. the Raw open with Braun Strowman against Lashley, two guys that bored me to death. But the ending of that whole um, explosion where um, Braun Strowman speared Lashley to the to the, to the Titantron and explosion all that, that that to me I was like, wow, that, that's crazy. And I thought I said, oh my god, they 
they really going all out, you know. But at the end of the night, when I saw the whole show, I said, this is what's all at WWE trying to say, look, AEW curses and, and do all this stuff. We could do the same thing, too. Because it looks now like WWE is not doing, it's going away from the PG era. And they're going back to a little edgy and more raw type of uh, shows. And they and right now they're scared they're going to lose the, the teenage demographic because of the AEW. So it, it's, it's nuts. So, you know, um, we will see. It's going to be an interesting summer, a very interesting summer coming up. Um, also, um, the G1 Climax tournament starts tomorrow uh, and, and there will be at Dallas the 6th the first round of, of the A block will start on Saturday July 6th so um, we're definitely looking forward to that and once again thank you for listening to my podcast and I will try to get give you as much episode as I can as the news comes in this is my first episode I want to thank those who supported me in this new journey that I'm doing. Once again, I have my own YouTube channel, which is called Ultimate One Wrestling News. Um, and um, you can contact me through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, through the same name. Um, if you like the content that I have there in my chan- uh, YouTube channel, you can subscribe to it, hit the notification bell, and you will get new content every, every week. Um, with this one, you uh, with this podcast, you definitely get uh, new contents every week, also. So stay tuned for the next one coming up uh, soon, maybe sometime during the week or next week. But once again, I want to thank everybody who's listening to this podcast. Once again, thank you. This is the ultimate one for the ultimate one wrestling report, and I see you guys very soon.